Bible says in verse 7 of Galatians chapter 6, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, come on church, that will he also reap. Verse 8, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary, here's the text, in doing good. For in due season, somebody say due season. In due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Verse 10, so then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to some people. How many people? To everyone. Here it is. And because you know me, you see, the spirit of familiarity will oftentimes stop you from being good to people you know. And people who are in the household. Isn't it crazy how you can love on and be kind to everybody else? Come on, somebody. But then your household is jacked. He says, not just the unbelievers... But especially to those who are of the household of faith. You know, I'm not preaching this, but John 13, 35 is why Jesus says uh, that they will know you not by your, the love that you have to other people. But they will know you are my disciples by the love that you show one to another. And so it's imperative for us to grasp this and grab this as I jump into Grow Forward Part 2. I want to uh, note this and I want to encourage you this wise. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that today we live in a very non-committal uh, generation. We live in a very non-committal day and age. People are very, very uh, opposed, very anti-establishment, very... Um, anti-committal we do not want to commit to things fact of the matter is uh, we're often willing to say and do anything watch to get what we want initially can y'all track with me for a second but we rarely see things through to the end come on new year's revolution resolutions top of the year everybody making these lists end of the year everybody doing all this stuff and we're going to say and we're going to confess and we're going to put it on the mirror and we're going to all of this but in many regards uh you know by february come on somebody that fit for less uh little thing that you put on your keychain is just you gathering gunk any witnesses in the house today as we're usually we're usually in the position where we are prepared you know how about how about with our cell phones i mean can i just break it down for a second with our cell phones isn't it crazy that you know uh when it is that you know we're we want that new app when it comes to our cell phones we grab that app and i mean when you download the thing and it shows up or even the new software or whatever that will come up and it'll be like uh dude have you read <laughs> have you read uh click agree to all if you've read the terms and conditions Y'all don't want to be real with me on this morning. And you know you didn't read none, not one of those terms and conditions. You go and you're like, what do I have to do? Sometimes you actually have to scroll through the document in order for the agree to all button to be able to be revealed. 
And we'll scroll through. You could have been signing your firstborn away. And don't get any ideas, any of you uh, conspiracy people or whatever. But who knows? You know, like they could have anything in there. Agree to all. Because we are willing in many regards. We are willing to get this thing started initially. We're willing to say anything. We're willing to do anything. We're willing to, you know. But then as soon when you sign on for that contract, as soon as the new phone comes out, your phone is working perfectly. Ah. But two twos, you're ready to sell your current phone at a loss. Pay all sorts of money to get out of the convert contract that you're in. Oh, y'all are awfully quiet. And then pay more money to go from this contract to jump into another one. Because we signed on because we wanted that phone and that deal initially. But then as time went on, we often will change our minds and break the contract. Do what we can. It pay ends up costing us more than the deal in the first place. Oh man, can I just break this thing down? Sometimes our getting out of stuff early causes us to. It costs. It costs us more than if we were uh, if we really thought into it in the beginning. Not only this, you know. Uh, oftentimes we will say stuff to get them in the bed. Oh y'all didn't think I was gonna go there. Of course I love you. Well. But then as soon as they start talking about, oh, I miss my. Oh. Then we start. It's awfully quiet in here on this morning, man. I don't know what's going on. You'll say anything to get in there, but you won't marry them because you just want to keep your options open. You just deal with it today. You want to keep your options open. So you're going to string them along. You're going to keep, uh, you know, enjoying the milk without committing and buying the cow. You're going to do everything. But then because you just want to keep your options open. Come on. How about this? We say for better or for worse. You know, and I tell people all the time, we marry all sorts of couples, especially young couples in this church. And they come and I tell them like, yo, these are not just those fairy tale little cute things that you dreamt about saying when you were a little kid like one day I'm gonna you know like Ken and Barbie we're gonna come to the front y'all don't want this today and we're just gonna say these cute words for better or for worse and then when worse happens so question is did you mean it then when you said it and by no means I just want to clarify I am not talking about abuse come on somebody not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about all of these things or whatever the case may be. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I'm saying, man, people are getting divorced today. That's why divorce lawyers are so rich, even within the context of Christianity, because the fact of the matter is people leaving over toilet paper and toothpaste issues. Non-committal. We are, we are coming here because we wanted to be married because we thought, and I've been dealing a lot with marriage recently because I just feel, I don't know, in the spirit, there's so many of y'all that are just, just, just wasting away your life, waiting for someone to get on a knee for you. Come on. When there's someone who got on a cross for you. 
and you're waiting to do what it is that God has put you in the earth to do. Come on, a man or a woman is going to catch up at some point, but I'm not going to be sitting around here talking about Jesus. You called me to do this, but I'm waiting. I'm going to wait for them to get on the knee. No, it's Jesus God on a cross and went in a tomb and rose from death. Come on, somebody, and gave his life for me and has empowered me to walk out. And so I'm going to walk in my purpose and a man or a woman is going to show up at some point. God has them for me. Are you with me? Oh, man, and a lot of us, we're excited about church. And this is why, man, Toronto is a church-hopping city, fam. As soon as the new hypest thing pops up, everybody wants to go. To, listen, man, I do not want you to be at Serve City because it's hype. We are not just trying to build a hype church. Oh, can I talk about it? I am building a church for Gabriel and for Noah and for Daniel. Come on, somebody. And for Judah. I want to talk to somebody in this place. And for Malachi. We are building church for Selah. We are building church for the generations ahead. For DJ. We are building church for the generations. Because you know what people hype for? Hype chasers. When the hype is gone, then guess what's going to happen? You know what happens with personality-driven ministries? When the personality fails, fouls, or dies, then so does the church. But we, the fact of the matter is, everybody shows, oh, the Lord told me to be here. Oh, can I just talk about it? And then as soon as something happens that challenges you, as soon as uh, the pastor or preacher, not only at this church, someone watching that you're not a part of Serve City, you might belong to somebody else's church uh, and stay there if the Lord has told you to be there. Uh, and, and for those who are desiring to be here, welcome home if God is telling you to be here. But if indeed God has called you to be here, guess what? Sometimes I'm going to say some stuff that's going to get up in your ish shoe. And a lot of people, they look back and they're like, oh, I can't believe he said that. He must have been talking. How about I'm talking to the Holy Ghost? And because God wants you to grow, sometimes the things that you need to grow are not going to be up to the place where they make you feel good. So I, I, I want to keep it all the way real because I'm not interested in your titillation. I'm interested in your transformation. Come on, somebody. If you just want to go someplace else and feel good, go for that. But I want want to challenge and encourage you and sometimes it comes in the form of rebuke and there's the thing man we live in a generation i got a pastor you think my cousin my pastor my pastor has told me no and i listened to him and i was blessed and this is not some sort of manipulative task for me to try to tell you to do what i No, i don't man at the end of the day it's on you fam you can do whatever you want to do, but there is benefit to being plugged in and committed to a house. Can I just talk about commitment today? This is why the Bible says, can I show you in the text? This is why the Bible says, watch, write this down, check it out later. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. Talking about in the end of times, and I believe, man, yo, time is winding up. I know they've been saying it for generations, uh, but I believe it. I believe it. Look at what's happening around us, and no matter how many years come after this, time is winding up. Bible says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. 
Oh my, I'm telling you, this is the thing. We live in a generation where people don't care about sound doctrine. You know what sound doctrine is? It's solid teaching. It's teaching that's not just dancing and shanzi. We dance and we shout because we know what we're dancing and shouting about. And there's churches and people that are out there not to throw shade but to tell the truth that are talking all sorts of titillation and they're dancing and shouting but there's no substance that's attached. I want that you dance and you shout. Yes, as a part of your expression, we happen to be uh, in this place where we do and express ourselves like this from time to time. But you ought to be standing or shouting on something. And if transformation is taking place, sometimes it's attached to correction. But we are in a place where people are walking around. Everybody want an orgasm. And so we're walking around with itching ears, looking for somebody to scratch our ears and tickle us to get us to tell us what it is that we want. But there is a benefit to being connected and being consistent. Are you with me? Yes. Bible says in Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23, here it is. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, here it is, peace. If you have the Holy Ghost, in other words, what he's saying, he say your tongues are cool, right? Tongues are great. That's just one manifestation though because if you're speaking tongues but you're mean then we got a question. It's a, it might be a ghost but I don't know which ghost it is. Text says this is the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. And I know we're all growing and we're not perfect. But these are the things that, that we ought to be aiming towards and yielding to the Holy Spirit to see manifest in our life. Goodness, and here's this one, faithfulness. If you have the Holy Ghost, it ought to be compelling you not to just jerk and quicken and dance, but it ought to quicken you and challenge you to be faithful. Faithful in your relationships. Come on. Faithful in your marriage. Faithful on your job. Come on. As soon as you're challenged on your job, many of you, the reason why you ha don't have a job is not because God wanted you to leave there, but you couldn't stand the heat. Come on, somebody. And you got up and you left before you were, you were supposed to. And there are many of us that are walking in a place of unfaithfulness. And as a result, we are reaping the consequences of this. But the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faithfulness so the fact of the matter is this it's important for us to realize unfaithfulness i'm talking about grow grow forward somebody say grow forward i want you to grow here it is unfaithfulness is the agenda of hell and it's the antithesis of our god god is faithful and that's why if he's in you through the holy ghost faithfulness is going to be a fruit Flighty people need to yield more if you're a Christian to the power of the Holy Ghost and ask God to give you faithfulness. As James chapter 1 verse 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And this is why a lot of us, we're done. Today you're a Christian. Today you're not a Christian. Today you're a... And it don't work like that. And this is why there's instability in your life. If you are unfaithful, if you are double-minded... This is the case, but this is the agenda of hell. The devil wants us to be to a place where people look at us and they see this. This is you, you want to know why hypocrisy is one of the biggest reasons that people stay away from church because of unfaithfulness. 
Because the devil has trapped the body of Christ into being to a place where people will often look from the outside and they see us one way today and then another way tomorrow. Oh, can I just talk plain and let you know? And this is why people say, oh, well, because because of unfaithfulness in many regards we're not faithful to the call when stuff happened i mean uh, believers where y'all at in the middle of this covid stuff where are we i mean we should be the brightest doesn't light shine and do its best work in darkness and this is the time where the bible says let your light so shine uh, uh, matthew 5 16 before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven now is the time where fidelity to god needs to be on display so that people can see the light of god can i tell you this satan doesn't have not one problem with you starting are you hearing what i'm saying today i'm just teaching you this stuff i want you to grab it he doesn't matter he doesn't care about you setting goals setting goals is just one part of it he he is okay with that that's why a lot of us get going but he and that's why a lot of us even in church where we focus on just getting saved and get into the pool and being baptized he's okay with you doing all that if you aren't faithful after the agenda of hell is unfaithfulness. The agenda of heaven by the spirit of God is faithfulness, fidelity to God, and the commitments that we make in the earth. Are you with me? Can I tell you that your commitment is bigger than you? The reason why God wants you to be faithful in your marriage oftentimes is so you can break the generational pattern of divorce in your line. Oh, the reason why God, there are many of you, uh, your mama got divorced. You might even be the product of a divorced home. Come on, somebody. You, 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 your sister might have got divorced and your brother may have gotten divorced. And divorce is all up in your household. And the reason, how many of you know that although there are patterns, those patterns can be broken by the power of God. Come on. The fact of the matter is you might be a Daniel. You might be a David. You might be a Noah. You, I don't know who you are. You might be a joshua you might be a caleb and god may be calling you esther to rise up in your household and your family because the faithfulness that you exemplify can literally change the trajectory of your bloodline the reason why you got to be faithful in your finances is because god is oftentimes trying to break the back of poverty off of your line come on somebody the reason why you have got to take your health seriously and get to the place where you understand that you just can't eat ice cream and bonbons every day and do whatever you have to do and don't be active and sit up in here and mope and whine is because god is trying in many regards to break some of these generational and hereditary things that have been sicknesses that have been passed down through your bloodline god wants you to rise up and take care of your health and curse these things at the root your commitment and your faithfulness is bigger than you somebody just shout out a shout it's bigger than me 
There's a reason why. It's bigger than you. You might be like, I'm the only one in my family. Everybody talking about it. They talked about Jesus. Bible says that his brothers, come on somebody, and he was not even, he was rejected by his own. The people in his household were tripping and, and, and in many regards did not understand the call on his life. But it wasn't about that. He had an assignment in the earth and he was willing to carry it out because he knew that those same ones, come on Joseph, can I just preach this thing like I feel it? That threw him in the pit that one day he was going to be in a position to be able to save their lives let them talk about you right now let them make fun of your dreams let them make fun of what's going on in your life and call you a holy roller if you've decided to follow Jesus and there's no turning back I dare you to keep your hand to the plow and keep walking after the plan of the Lord and watch God do wonders in your bloodline it's bigger than you man am i preaching i want to i hope this is helping somebody online are you getting this watch look here we go so when we're talking about growing forward let's look at the text because in dealing with all this one of the biggest reasons why we don't grow forward even when we have a plan because last week we talked about making the plan and framing it again around the will of the Lord and making sure that as the text said when we're saying we're going to do this or that that we ought to say if the Lord wills but if and when the Lord does reveal to you what he's blessing if and when you do put the stuff down come on somebody are you going to be consistent enough to see it through here's the text Bible says don't be deceived God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Don't get it twisted, baby. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So the immediate context of this, this pericope or these, two, these couple verses here is dealing with uh, eternal things. So the immediate context, he's saying, if in this life, I don't care how much you call yourself a Christian, if you act a shup, if you act a fool, if you go around and you sow uh, to the flesh and live a carnal life, that's what fl a fleshly life, living to serve and sow into the flesh, come on somebody, or, or give into things of earth, if that's your focus, guess what? You're going to reap carnal things or you're going to reap corruption. But then he says, if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap eternal life. So in other words, eternal life, uh, he's making it clear that this is the reward of those who, as a result of putting trust and faith in Jesus and being faithful to him, one, uh, one day we will get eternal life. But the fact of the matter is this, the undertones, somebody say the undertones, or you can call them the overtone. The fact is that there are still now implications that are in this passage. So whatever you sow in this life, you're going to reap this. And you got to know that this is not just related to eternal things. But how many of you know you're reaping stuff in this earth as well? Yes, and so I want to deal with this because uh, the fact of the matter is, as he goes on and he says uh, in verse 9, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. I want to tell you this. I want to tell you that this is powerful and I want you to grab this. Uh, fact of the matter is many times, uh, many times the unfaithfulness we experience is due to the disloyalty that we have sown. Thick it, thick it. Here we go. Many times, write this down, the unfaithfulness we experience, help me in the chat online holes, is due 
to the disloyalty that we've sown. How do you expect not to support anybody else's thing, but then want people to support your thing? We live in a generation full of such entitled people. I'm telling you, if you want to, we want everybody to like our stuff and you don't like nobody else's stuff. You post your stuff and you just look. You just keep going back to look and see how many people like your stuff. But you don't like, you don't comment. Come on, somebody, on anybody else's thing. Can I come up out of social media? You want everybody to support your business and your entrepreneurial endeavor. But then when they had something, come on, somebody, you wouldn't support them. I wonder if there's anybody in here that realizes that reciprocity is a real thing. Many times unfaithfulness we experience is because of what we sow. Not always. I'm not saying that. Not going extreme with it, but this is many times the case. But then in verse 9, it's especially where we want to focus. Don't grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we don't give up. And I think this is a powerful thing. I want you to understand this. In other words, what he's saying, not only as it pertains to eternal implications, not only as it pertains to, uh, to, to heaven and, and all of this, but even now in this earth, uh, only things that stay planted grow. What I'm not saying, watch this, I didn't say only things that get planted grow. But only things that stay planted. Somebody say, stay planted, grow. So not only uh, is it about unfaithfulness that I share with you, but many times we don't receive our harvest because we don't stick around long enough to reap it. Text said, you will reap in due season if you don't faint. And oftentimes we're like that kid uh, that, you know, mom said, I'm going to get you some ice cream uh, if, you know, if you don't cut up. And then they're acting to show up and running around and being disrespectful and show up in the car after church talking about mom. So are we going to Dairy Queen? There's an if that's attached to this. And there are many of you, you have not reaped the harvest that God has prophesied, that God has declared over your life, that he's promised through your prayer life, that he's told you through others, or that you have read in his word because you didn't stick around long enough to benefit. Only things that stay planted. He said, you will reap if you do not faint. Come on. Fact of the matter is, there are a lot of us, if you would say, that's why I tell people when they come to the church, hang around for a year. Hang around for a year. Don't just hang around for a month or a couple months. Be plugged in and connected because in planting and being planted and being connected, I'm telling you, there are some testimonies in this house to put a thousand devils to flight. Because of people that came, I'm telling you, there are people who came here. I'll never forget. Corinne, come here real quick. I'm gonna, we're going to distance. I just want to, can I just testify? This is a woman of God. I want to tell you, uh, I just, can you just, just jump up here just in that spotlight real quick there. I just want to, I want to just testify. She didn't know I was going to do this. I didn't even know I was going to do this. I'll never forget. This woman of God was battling loss in a massive way. She saw me on a flyer to preach at some other church on Twitter. Who uses Twitter? Anyway. 
and she finds me my face and she feels compelled to go and check out uh, this church come on somebody this was when we were in the movie theater and I will never forget uh, my wife and I came and we met her on this day on that day and we stood with her behind the screen she was shaking she was crying she had lost her mind because she had lost her uh, her husband and was in that place and I am telling you now when I look now years later almost five years later and I see this woman of God getting ready to be ordained as a deacon in two weeks come on somebody one of our the, but a, a massive part of the backbone of this ministry God uses her to minister encouragement and breakthrough and deliverance to other people in the house come on somebody don't you dare tell me that being planted won't cause some stuff to grow up in your life and when I look she told me she used to take the bus wondering how is she gonna get from here to there come on somebody I got to bless her nice truck not too long ago and the, and she's in here opportunity to be able to help other people get jobs I wonder if there's anybody in here that knows there's a blessing in staying connected to God and his word and his church I love you we love you I'm not going to embarrass you anymore but can we just give God praise just a moment for there is a benefit she's one of those people that's a backbone to this ministry you would never you know up front often all this stuff and you see her worship and she listened and she's been it's just a powerful thing to see what God is continuing to do and can I tell somebody here we go don't do me out I want you to grab this there are many of you that are hindered here we go here here you are you are intimidated uh, to get going uh, and to keep going because you're scared of the future first of all so you don't know what the future holds. So why should I keep doing what it is that I'm doing? Here it is. Or because you don't know what to do next. So there are many of you that you're scared to keep going because you don't know what to do next. Can I tell you this? God isn't looking for us to be faithful with what he hasn't yet revealed. Here it is. Let me say that part again. God isn't looking for us to be faithful with what he hasn't revealed we're supposed to be steadfast with what he has so you don't know what's next but what is happening now you don't know might not know what's coming around the corner but what step has God revealed to you now God is not looking for you to be faithful with the staircase when he's only revealed three steps he's looking for you to be faithful on the steps that he has revealed come on somebody if he told you to write that book if he told you to start that business if he told if all the information you have is right before you and you don't know what to do next perfect what he has put under your hand and your charge right now stop tripping about what you don't have and steward what you do have in this moment because i serve a god who can take five loaves and two fish and turn them miraculously into something that can feed five thousand people but you gotta be faithful with the five loaves and two fish come on little boy with your happy meal you gotta 
you got to be faithful with what I'm, I don't know about you I'm going to shout and dance on the step he has revealed come on somebody I don't know what the future holds I don't know how tomorrow's going to look I don't know what variant they might go through the whole Greek alphabet but I'm going to dance on step one and when he reveals step two I'm going to step up and I'm going to dance on step two and be faithful here if all I got is five dollars in this season I'm going to steward this five dollars like it's five million come on somebody until the opportunity opens up man there used to be this lady I don't know if she's watching one of my members in the church we planted in the states that now is a, a larger congregation and God is blessing there and I remember when it was just 15 people in this storefront when we started and sister Willa sister Willa if you ever watch this or if you're watching God bless you she used to be like she would there be, be there faithful every single word she'd be like uh, every week and she'd be like pastor uh, man so many more people need to be here to hear this you're preaching like you're preaching to a thousand people and it was 15 people in there listen and I told now all y'all look around and see all these hundreds of people that are connected to our church and the and and on the thousands that follow our our, our channels and all this stuff and whatever the case may be and many of y'all don't realize the reason why we got to the hundreds and thousands is because I stewarded the 10 and the 15 y'all don't want to be real with me on today if I got to the place where I was like Jesus I'm gonna wait to serve you until the thousand shows up or until the hundreds show up yeah, I never and we never would have got in there God the Bible makes it clear that we are to be faithful with what he has revealed right now if you're not faithful with what he's revealed and given to you right now you can't expect for him to give you more down the road am I in the text he says you will reap if you do not give up come on somebody bring those things for me you will reap if you do not give up, it's imperative for us to get to the place where we realize that God is calling us to be to the place that if we are going to grow forward, if we are going to grow forward, it's important for us not to give up. If we are going to grow forward, we have got to stay planted in the, even in the seasons of difficulty, we have got to stay planted in the time where there is challenge. Come on, somebody. We've got to stay planted in the time when people are talking down on you. Because the fact of the matter is that even though things look crazy, if you stay planted, God will give you the ability to be able to make it through challenge. Come on, somebody. Here we are. So this, hand that to me, hand that to me. Uh, so there is a big difference. I want to tell somebody today. There is a big difference between being potted and being planted oh can i break it down come on sills concrete jungle in the house there's a big difference between being potted and being planted there are many of us it looks like we're planted but at any point in time we can get up and we can go someplace else oh can i just break it down for you some of y'all your marriage looks like this the appearance is planted, but actions is dating. Some of y'all, your finances, you're saying you want to buy a house. You're saying you want to be planted, but currently you are potted. You have renter mindset. Oh, can I just talk about it? You're saying you want generational wealth and like the Bible says it's a, a good man leaves an inheritance for their children's children uh, but you're more interested now at, uh, in being to a place where you're buying them red bottom shoes that you cannot afford 
planted but potted you know the fact of the matter is though that what happens when you are planted uh, when you are potted is that when if I can just break this thing down when you are planted uh, when the cares of life come your way fact of the matter is because you are not planted but you are potted when the cares of life happen guess what you're knocked off of your balance come on somebody and the thing that used to hold you uh, is not sufficient to be able to keep you ah, those likes come on potted fam those likes that you were getting that you felt were worth it and the and you were doing it for the gram instead of doing it for the generations come on somebody and now your life is looking like this as a result of you being potted instead of planted uh, can I break it down? fact of the matter is that this is what the potted life looks like. This is why the Bible even says in Matthew chapter 7, read the whole chapter where he's talking, uh, especially about uh, the individuals who built their house on the rock versus building their house on the sand. And he's talking about two different dispositions. I want to tell you the text. A uh, fact of the matter is that in both of those situations uh, that, that many of us think that because the person built their house on the rock, that they didn't experience a storm. Both the person that built their house on the sand and the one that built their house on the rock, they both experienced storms. Uh, if I could even just use my sanctified imagination, some windows might have blown out uh, from the house that was on the rock as well as the house that's on the stand. Some, uh, the roof might even have gotten torn off. Can I paint the picture of the house that was on the rock, uh, like the house that was on the sand? But the fact of the matter is, I just feel uh, like preaching this thing uh, that because of the foundation, because they were planted instead of being potted, at the end of the day, the storm tore down the sand base house but the storm just confirmed the faith come on somebody and the foundation of the one that was bought, built on the rock who am I talking to in this place today you might get through the cares and experience the cares of this life in your finances in your mind on your job in your health but at the end of the day it's those that stay faithful to the end and continue to say my hope is built on nothing less I feel this thing than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame I feel it but holy lean on Jesus name come on somebody on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground I feel this preach is sinking sand there's a difference between being potted and being planted can I break it down on this morning if you are potted you're going to end like this when the storms of life come your way but how many of you remember these things from when you were a child come on somebody fact of the matter is what's on top is very light but what's at the bottom is where the weight is and so the cares of life the bills they might punch you. Come on, somebody. Uh, can I just preach with a five-year-old toy today? Uh, COVID-19 might have got in your body. Come on, somebody. Might have gotten to the place where your marriage got to the place where you were facing marital issues. And your spouse might have walked out on you on today. You might be a play in a place where you're feeling lonely on today. But I 
I'm so glad that the fact of the matter is can I preach this thing like I feel it that it's not about the light of the lightweight that I am on the top but it's about the water that's holding me down in the bottom come on somebody don't therefore it doesn't matter how I get hit on the left and hit on the right it's because I am planted on a firm foundation I'm gonna be able to pop back up come on and the devil sometimes he often thinks that he has us out for the count but the fact of the matter is no matter how long you hold me down come on somebody somebody today can I preach this thing like I feel it you might be in the place where you've been being held down for many many years I don't know what generational pattern you might be up against right now and you might be bound and held down but when you call on the name of the Lord they that wait on the Lord he shall renew their strength come on somebody they'll mount up on wings like eagles come on somebody they'll run and not be weary they will walk and not faint who am I preaching to anybody gonna help me to close this thing in this place today I feel like preaching this because I hear the Bible say uh, in Psalm chapter 1 blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but delights himself in the law of the Lord and on his law does he meditate day and night for he shall be like a tree that's planted come on somebody by the rivers of water and because he decides to stay steadfast he'll bring forth fruit in his season and his leaf will not wither come on somebody there's security when it is that I'm planted and the Bible says that whatsoever he does will prosper but the wicked are not so for they are like the chaff that the wind drives away I wonder if it's somebody in here on this morning that says that I've decided to follow Jesus there's no turning back heartache no turning back high bills no turning back sickness no turning back people talk about me no turning back liars no turning back heartache no turning back I've decided to make Jesus my choice and I've given him my yes he's got my yes does he have anybody's yes in here today online if he has your yes you hope you ought to open your mouth and give him a shout in this place come on yes to your will yes to your way yes in the good times yes in the bad times yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord and you want to know why I can have Jesus as my foundation I want to tell you today that over 2,000 years ago the fact of the matter
scary is that when I was lost, sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful shore, very deeply stained with him, seeking to rise no more, that God came from heaven and he put on flesh. He came down through 42 generations. Come on, somebody. He, they, he let them whip him in his back. They hung him high they stretched him wide he hung his head and then he died they even put him in a borrowed tomb come on somebody but I wonder if there's anybody in here that can give him the praise on this morning because even though it looked like the game was over on the third day he got up bright and early bright and early he got up hey, with all power in his hands and because he got up with all power i can get up from whatever i'm facing and i can have the power to be steadfast to be steadfast ever unmovable ever abounding in the work <laughs> and in the love of the Lord go ahead and you be seated I'm so grateful for his love so grateful that his love lifted me and his love 